0: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah. And her ass is, well, mediocre together they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind body and spirit so grab a seat in the back of sarah's minivan and enjoy the
1: ride welcome to the 14th episode of the jacked on the beanstalk podcast live from my bedroom (laughs) i am your host sam sweatmaster
0: Shorty. And I, the Robin to her Batman, Sarah <laughs> Pittsbegone Shorty. <laughs> and,
1: and together we, we are the stinkless, stinkless sweaty sisters. We should have said shorty sisters in there. I'm actually really excited for this episode. You might have already guessed, we are talking about all things sweat. But before we get started, I actually have a very exciting announcement for everybody. I just added some new Jacked on the Beanstalk vegan gym gear to the site. Pretty nice. Now available for purchase, so be sure to check out jackedonthebeanstalk.com and see all of the tanks and hoodies, and we even have a little eco bag up there for anyone. Oh, and sorry to anyone who's messaged or emailed me in, The last month wanting to buy some gear. It was not available for a little while there because I was in the midst of getting a new logo. I will be giving a free copy of my ebook to anybody who purchases something before September 1st. Anybody who is waiting on the gear or just anyone who wants to support me and Jack Don the Beanstalk and the brand. A free ebook is all yours if you purchase a tank or a hoodie. Be sure to check that out, jackedonthebeanstalk.com. Everything is in Canadian prices, so all of you Americans will be getting a pretty sweet deal. And I would love for all of you to be rocking Team Jacked on the Beanstalk from wherever you are in the world, at your gym or home or on the streets. Thank you to everybody for the support and for repping fit vegan babes everywhere. Back to today's sweaty episode. I'm pretty stoked to dive right in to this hot and sticky topic. But Sarah is, however, not excited. Yeah,
0: yeah, not so much. Well, yeah, after our success with the poop podcast, <laughs> Sam had the idea to talk about sweating. And my role, as per usual, is to reveal yet another unfortunate health issue of mine. <laughs> Apparently, my job on this podcast is to be the the, the Quasimodo to Sam's Snow White.
1: <laughs> okay. Yes. And.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm I'm joking a little bit, but thankfully the Shorkies are actually incapable of being embarrassed, uh, as you may have noticed. Having said that, I am supposed to tell you all about my profuse sweating problems from my younger days.
1: Yeah, Sarah actually had her armpits removed.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if pit removal is the
1: medical term. I believe it is actually called hyperhidrosis. For
0: those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, for my 25th birthday, I had surgery to remove sweat glands from my armpits.
1: And actually, our mom had the same surgery.
0: This is true.
1: Um, but apparently, they don't even do this procedure anymore. Did you know that? Nowadays, people get Botox injected into their pits to prevent the sweating. And I know this because our brother, one of our brothers, had the same problem. That was what was recommended to him For the record, let it be known I too am a sweaty bastard, but I just don't give a crap. I don't even wear deodorant. That's the other crazy part. I don't wear deodorant mostly because, as you all know, I'm a vegan hippie and I don't want breast cancer from all of these aluminum chloride filled chemical deodorant sticks. I believe that what you put into your body affects what comes out of it. I actually deodorize from the inside out and I do that by drinking things like chlorophyll, which I'll touch on some more later on. But uh, yeah, just things like staying hydrated, drinking a lot of water every day, and eating a clean vegan diet, of course, helps as well. But yeah, I really don't stink ever. Let's continue exploring your sweaty pits there. How was the surgery? And would you say that was the greatest thing to ever happen to you, minus your children? And did you even notice this? significant... Significant difference after you had the surgery?
0: Greatest thing? Uh, no. But significant difference? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: you may be a sweaty
0: bastard, but I'm quite certain that you do not have the same issue that mom and I had.
1: Well, was it just your pits or were you experiencing like major sweat from other parts too, like your crotch or, or your ass or whatever, (laughs) Whatever, because I know you don't really work out or have the gigantic ass that I have. Or your bald crotch. But yeah, I, I definitely get pretty sweaty when I'm working out in those areas, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a really gross, gross episode. Uh, again, it's off to a gross start. But yeah, I wonder if the hyperhidrosis has an effect on sweat production in the groin area. And actually, Sarah, you mentioned my bald crotch. I don't know if anyone caught that, but she. <laughs> we often have an argument about I am on team no pubes and oh. Sarah, because she's older and from a generation. And I don't care for a baby vagina. <laughs> um, so Sarah's always saying that I'm gross for wanting a crotch baby like a, a, a baby <laughs> seal. And she has a gigantic bush.
0: Okay, I don't have a gigantic bush. <laughs> there, you know, there is some middle ground here.
1: So perhaps you guys would like to weigh in on your own pubic hair situation. I <laughs> learned because... I was curious on this episode if um, having pubes makes your crotch less sweaty or more sweaty. And I read that it's overweight women... Or women with excessive pubic hair who actually sweat more than thin women with no pubes. Fascinating.
0: Fascinating. Mm -hmm. I would just like to mention that we are supposed to have
1: pubes. (laughs) And this is the discussion we have all the time. Which, by the way, I actually wrote my thesis for my final assignment in journalism school all about pubic hair throughout the ages oh my and god! What? it was called a pubeless world <laughs> regardless of the fact that i personally love having a bald beaver it's a fact that pubes <laughs> trap bacteria which is what cause excessive sweat and potentially rank odors
0: okay yeah we also have like little hairs in our lungs would you like to friggin laser those off too to
1: Well, apparently, if you're like Sarah and you're rocking a big bush and find your crotch (laughs) is sweating profusely, they do suggest that you try trimming it or lasering, like I have done, and see if that helps
0: the situation. Okay, A, so far the only one of us who has talked about uh, profuse sweating in the crotch area (laughs) is you. Um, And second of all, who did this research? Was it Larry Flint or... uh, (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Hugh Hefner.
1: (laughs) I'm specifically talking about at the gym here, okay? It's it's not that I have a profusive sweaty crotch like all day long and I do believe that the main reason for this is because I wear excessively tight workout pants and they aren't always the most breathable fabric.
0: Yeah, I'd like to know who, what sick bastard thought gym apparel made out of spandex was a good idea.
1: Well, obviously he was an ass man, whoever he is, or she fyi everybody i have not tried this nor do i care enough to do this but apparently if you douse your crotch in cornstarch before you hit the gym you won't be as sweaty
0: i'll remember that the next time i decide to wrap my bush in plastic cool anyway we are so far off the uh the topic here. Well,
1: no, I feel like we're still talking about sweat. Oh, I also wanted to mention, too, um, I did talk about Think's period underwear in my um, hippie, all-natural hippie period product review post on my blog a couple months ago, but I was going to suggest, too, that those same underwear that are are very absorbent and they have an extra built-in layer, so if anybody is concerned about having, like, a big sweaty ass mark on their workout pants, um, wearing like those thongs would also help with that issue as well. But yeah, let's go back to talking about other parts of the body. Please. And um, the amount of sweat produced by these various body parts.
0: Yeah, I, I think we should uh, actually give some background on the real condition. You of know?
1: hyperhidrosis?
0: Yeah, so with the condition, it's literally just overactive sweat glands. Like some people, it, it's not a BO thing, it's just overactive sweat glands. Some people are affected in their hands, some in their feet, and I think others uh, even in their head or scalp.
1: Or boob sweat, maybe?
0: Well, I think that's just from having boobs.
1: <laughs> What's that like? And again, going back to the ass sweat or um, swass is the technical <laughs> term, I believe. I think that I know all about that, thanks to my fat ass, whereas boob sweat isn't usually a big problem for me. But then I see some girls in the summertime with with big knockers, and they've just got fat, Full on soaking wet marks underneath their boobs.
0: Like at the gym, you mean?
1: No, not so much at the gym because sports bras are pretty good for for absorbing that. Just like out, like in a summer dress or or tank top or whatever.
0: Oh. Anywho, so again back to the <laughs> the topic. Yeah. Um.
1: Um. So it has nothing to do with bo. You were saying?
0: Yeah it's it's just sort of having um, an abundance or sweat glands that just work harder than they need they need to i actually knew a guy in high school who had it on his hands and he was constantly wiping his hands on his thighs oh, that and, would suck yeah but i mean again it's just sweat it's not like he had smelly onion hands or something
1: you think bo smells like onions i think that's being generous i'd say it smells <laughs> a lot worse than onions
0: well yeah but it sort of has like an oniony undertone don't you think Do you remember when we worked at the (laughs) dollar store and we had that customer who we thought smelled like salt and vinegar chips we called her the salt and vinegar lady
1: yeah actually fun (laughs) fact did you guys know that Sarah and I used to work at the local dollar store together in our hometown of Almonte Ontario yeah I
0: got her the job yeah
1: Sarah was my boss the shittiest boss ever but the best boss ever yeah nobody can teach you how to ignore customers like like we can
0: (laughs) (laughs) I take my train seriously
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we actually had this bench set up at uh, right next to the cash register. And it, of course, was meant for customers and, and like, all the senior citizens um, that would come in. But Sarah and I would always sit on it and eat candy um, from the dollar store. And every time a customer would come up to the cash, we would literally have a contest who would give in first and go serve them.
0: I won every time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it got really awkward how long we would actually uh, let them stand there staring at us uh, two feet away on this bench um, before one of us would give in and actually go uh, serve them.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we might have just lost all a lot of listeners right there. Well, I should point out though, this was not like there was like an old lady with a walker <laughs> feeling faint to the side and we were just sitting there eating, you know, candy on the bench. Like, the store was dead. It was the Except best job Except for the customers ever. we were just staring at.
1: Yeah, it, it was honestly the best job ever. It
0: was one of my favorites.
1: And we furnished our entire apartment with stuff from the yes. dollar store when we both moved into an apartment together after mm-hmm. high school. Back to the sweaty balls. Let's talk about genetics for a minute and why some people produce more sweat than others and why some people smell awful or like salt and vinegar chips, apparently, (laughs) when they sweat, while others, such as myself literally smell like roses despite never wearing deodorant and having a profusely sweaty crotch
0: especially with all the onions that you eat (laughs) which oddly enough is one of the foods on the make you smelly list
1: oh okay Mm -hmm. yes for this episode we each were asked to research certain things um, and Sarah had the, the what makes you smelly list on her to-do <laughs> list. So yeah, I think it's important to mention that sweat itself is completely odorless. But BO, or body odor on the other hand, is this, the stench that emits when you're breaking a sweat. BO is created when the sweat hits your skin's surface and combines with any kind of bacteria. So it's actually that warm, moist environment that the stank thrives on
0: <laughs> yeah but eating foods with uh, certain chemical em- elements definitely intensifies that, o- that odor the good thing mm-hmm. is that the odor is temporary and it does take about two hours for the body to start smelling and can last up to a few hours
1: if you consume foods rich in chlorophyll like parsley or cilantro or add it straight up to your lemon water every morning um, like I do or after an onion garlic filled meal or whatever is on the smelly food list, (laughs) it will actually counteract any gross odor that you may emit. So, Sarah... Based on your food stink research, what foods tend to make us stink?
0: Well, oddly enough, the same uh, fart makers, you know, the damned cruciferous mm. veggies. We're using
1: like, a lot of technical terms yes, on this Yes, yes, we are, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the, the cruciferous <laughs> veggies.
0: Yeah, like your broccoli, your cabbage, cauliflower. Um, kale. Also. They can affect body odor because of their sulfur compounds. Which so can foods in the...
1: Allium genus. Okay, yep. So, like, garlic, onions.
0: Yes, yeah. And, again, it's due to their sulfur compounds. And, actually, I read about an interesting experiment that I tested out before this recording... Uh, unfortunately for my family I rubbed some crushed raw garlic on the sole of my foot to see if I could taste it because I read that if you do that about within about 20 minutes you could actually taste it in your mouth
1: all right that sounds weird and gross and uh, how did that work out for you well, it was weird and it was
0: gross. First of all, I don't, I don't really know whether it was, you know, maybe the experiment went as well as it could have because I purposely did it in the morning before I had a shower because who this wants morning? Yes, who wants to go around with a garlicky, stinky foot?
1: Well, you don't um, smell like garlic. No. Oh, I,
0: I scrubbed, I scrubbed that foot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had already had my coffee, so I don't know. I don't know whether I feel like I could taste it a little bit and maybe it was dulled a bit by the fact that I had already had coffee but I also was all you could smell in the entire house was garlic and of course it was all over my foot and because I had crushed it <laughs> it was on my hands so like like my husband was just like ah God. And my kids were all freaked out, and I was trying, like, trying to get them to smell my disgusting garlic foot. And... So
1: I guess the the purpose of this experiment is they're saying that by rubbing it on your foot, it would be absorbed into your bloodstream, and then
0: well, yeah, because I, I guess there's certain types of things like um, alcohol and garlic, and like some of these some of these foods that can cause you to stink is yeah, because they they actually can come out of your pores. So the right. idea okay. was that if you're rubbing it on your foot, it's sort of like if you eat it, it can come out of your pores. So if you put in your pores, I guess you can... You cool. can taste it.
1: And and I did not want to do this experiment because I knew I'd be going to the gym. <laughs> and uh, if I'm already not wearing deodorant and have a <laughs> giant sweaty ass mark on me, I, I didn't really need uh, anything else making me any more gross at the gym. But apparently uh, I heard that spicy foods also make you reek.
0: Yes. Although, um, as you always say, spicy food is awesome for boosting your metabolism. Yeah. Things like garlic, onion onion's curry. Oh
1: yeah. Um, and taste delicious.
0: Yeah, but if you've got like a hot date planned, you might want to keep them to a minimum because they are also rich in sulfur and it's the sulfur chemical that naturally gives off a nasty smell. Right. So when it gets absorbed into the bloodstream, like you were saying, mm-hmm. it will exit back out through the lungs, which of course causes bad breath, or it'll make its way through your pores via sweat and possibly cause a pungent case of BO. Well,
1: that's interesting because I... eat all of those things almost daily and again I never smell so yeah and you know
0: what you never have bad breath Nobody eats more onion and garlic than this chick, right? He, and, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, never with the bad breath.
1: Right, and it's funny because Sarah came over this morning and I was like, oh, you've got to try this almond cheese that I just made. And she always claims that I put so much spice in everything and that it's it's always overpowering. And there was uh, a lot of garlic and a lot of, of cayenne pepper in that. And- yeah, and
0: she's always like, yeah, it's a little spicy. And then, like, I have tears <laughs> running down my face, like, just snot, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But the spicy food, like you said, it's good for boosting your metabolism and a uh, good fat burner.
0: Well, and clearly the chlorophyll is doing its job in your case. Oh, and get this. This is something that a lot of pregnant women or breastfeeding mothers vouch for. Um, various foods eaten when breastfeeding uh, like carrots or garlic or mint, uh, vanilla they can also affect the flavor of the breast milk even your prenatal diet if it regularly includes strong spices um, or Sam's almond cheese uh, (laughs) (laughs) can actually affect her newborn's body odor.
1: Cause yeah I thought all babies were supposed to smell really good but apparently yeah
0: well some of those spices that were on the list I freaking hate them. So Which yeah, what were, were they? They were
1: um, curry. Cumin was cumin, on the list because yes. I, I cook with that one a lot as well.
0: Yeah, not my favorite. So, so wait,
1: are they saying like the child would permanently smell like no, that? I,
0: no, I don't think so. No, I. but again, you're asking the wrong person because I don't eat those things and my babies smelled like sweet dewy meadows.
1: So my babies would smell disgusting. Yes, and,
0: they would be putrid.
1: But then I heard that Um, if you also eat a lot of strong tasting uh, like bitter greens when you're pregnant you will create a baby that is not as picky of an eater whereas if you're eating like crap and a lot of like processed foods and cookies and crackers and stuff like that when you're pregnant with your child they will develop into a pickier baby or a baby that um, only wants those like very palatable foods whereas if you eat a lot of like bitter tasting, non-sugary, very nutrient dense, uh, plain tasting foods, then uh, they will grow up with um, not as many uh, pain in the ass feeding requirements.
0: That's definitely true uh, in my case, like both my kids, I mean, I ate obviously a ton of veggies uh, throughout my pregnancies and both my kids are, you know, they're not the kids who hate vegetable. In fact, uh, my son, he he only eats raw vegetables. He doesn't even like his vegetables cooked. And even when, even with babies, when you're introducing food to them, you're always supposed to sort of stay away from the fruits until you've conquered all the vegetables. Because, yeah, if they taste something sweet, they're going to want that more than, um, you know, something that's more plain like a... Yam or uh, peas, that kind of thing.
1: So I would like to touch on, um, I'm sure we've all heard, and I personally love to promote this all the time, especially to guys that I'm dating, is the fact that vegans smell and taste better than meat eaters. Oh, yeah, I said it. There is actually a lot of science that backs this up and not just uh, feedback from my lovers. Uh, (laughs) Hey, we're in my bedroom, I'm allowed to talk about this. Um,
0: Just got weird.
1: So apparently, because a large portion of red meat, like if you're eating a lot of red meat, it is harder to digest in the GI tract. So it's said that when you are eating a high uh, red meat diet, it leaves a residue behind that when it's released through our sweat, it mixes with bacteria and that can intensify your bodily odor and scent. And there was actually a study done where women rated the body odor of meat eaters versus vegetarians, was vegetarians, not vegans, all claimed that the meat eaters had a significantly more unattractive smell than the meatless eaters. When you eat fish, as we all can admit that fish has a disgusting stank. Uh, The worst. And that is because it's filled with choline and when eaten you can also develop that disgusting fishy stank, too. And I'm sure people can relate to this. Like, if you know anybody who eats a lot of fish, you can totally smell it on them. And I remember working, sharing an office with uh, a woman who ate, like, fish as her main protein source. And, like, it's true. Like, our office always smelled like fish, whether she was eating or not. And, yeah, and I wanted to say, too, uh, with... Like, drinking booze. I'm sure all of us who've gone on, like, a really uh, party bender weekend or whatever, you can totally smell the alcohol, like the stale alcohol, and yes. I know you mentioned that earlier, where it's like, it emits out of your pores.
0: Also on the list is alcohol, and uh, it's because when it's absorbed and metabolized, metabolizes into acetic acid, it's then released through your pores, and the more you drink, the more smelly you get.
1: <laughs> right, which is probably why alcoholics, especially, They always have such a distinct stink. Yeah, Yeah. and and it's totally the same thing for, I'm probably going to insult a lot of people right now, but people on a super low-carb diet. So for all you keto freaks out there, you stink. (laughs) (laughs) And no, for real, our bodies prefer to use carbs... As our primary source of energy, and with people who are on a ketogenic diet, they basically have forced out all of the carbs from their diets, and uh, and they use fat as their main energy burning source instead. So, basically, when you're forced to cut out carbs from your diet, our bodies produce ketones as an alternative way to obtain um, the fuel for it to function properly, right? But one of the three ketone bodies produced is acetone. And as you just mentioned, acetone, or you said acetic acid, I don't know, is it? It gives off a very distinct smell, especially on people's breath. And I totally notice uh, when I'm around competitors deep in hardcore prep mode, they have this weird smell to their breath. Also, this just made me think of asparagus, how bodybuilders, when we're in prep mode, we eat so much asparagus. And I know this isn't like a body odor issue per se, but of course, asparagus is notorious for making your pee stink. Back to the B.O. basics. I like this uh, hygiene topic. But anyways, let's get back to the B.O. basics and uh, some other causes of stink. Obviously, poor hygiene is a big one. And yep. uh, and then uh, nutrient deficiencies. So a lack of vitamin B12, I learned in my research can actually make you stink, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, because that is the only vitamin that vegans need to supplement with.
0: Yeah. Maybe I- we have our own stink that we don't
1: know <laughs> about. <laughs> well, no, I thought that was interesting, though, because it goes to show that my B12 levels are clearly just fine if I never stink. And then I also read that a couple other mineral deficiencies It for zinc— and magnesium can also cause body odor. So if anybody is can't figure out why they always have BO, try including a supplement for B12, zinc, and magnesium, or of course, um, look to food sources of, of those and see if that helps.
0: I also read that junk food, you'll be happy to know, because it's filled with processed ingredients, it doesn't exactly help your body odor either. Because it's nutrient deficient and often has no plant ingredients whatsoever, so therefore it's lacking the chlorophyll that most fruits and veggies contain.
1: Now, then, whenever I smell somebody at the gym and it's like, good God, what is he putting in his body? I will assume that's probably a lot of processed junk food. Another reason to go vegan. Oh, yeah. Don't want to stank. It's just important that we really drive home the point that sweating isn't a bad thing or something to be embarrassed about. Unless, yeah, I get if you reek... Of course, you're going to be embarrassed. But, like, just being a sweaty person, like I said, like, I don't care at all. And, hell, I'll go to the grocery store right after the gym all the time with a huge sweaty ass mark, you know, be like picking out pieces of fruits and vegetables with a huge sweaty ass mark. And I'm sure everyone else is repulsed by it. (laughs) But I'm like, what's the big deal? It's my body's way of cooling itself off and maintaining a healthy body temperature.
0: Yeah, remember when I mentioned that shorkies don't get embarrassed?
1: The most common cause of sweating obviously is heavy exercise. You can also work up a serious sweat when you're super nervous. Basically, anything that makes your body temperature rise, your body is just, it's going into an automatic process where it starts to release this liquid, this salty liquid that makes up sweat. And that's coming from your sweat glands and that's what's preventing your body from overheating. So it's perfectly normal. It's a totally healthy bodily process. I don't give a crap if I have giant pit stains or a big wet mark on my ass at the gym. Sweating is also uh, very good for eliminating toxins, which of course supports our immune health and helps to prevent diseases related to toxic overload. And I know I've mentioned this um, before, but I am so excited to do a future episode all about the dangerous toxins that we are exposed to every day. But yeah, Sarah, did you know that sweating also helps to kill any viruses or bacteria that we might be carrying around too. Mm-hmm. And actually,
0: something you were saying made me think, because when we first started talking about doing this topic, and you said something about the surgery I had, and you're like, what? You still sweat? And and I sort of said, I was like, well, yeah, they don't get rid of all of your sweat glands, because yes, there is many benefits to sweating, all of which you just mentioned. Yeah, so it, it's not about removing all of your sweat glands, it's just making it to a more... Um, reasonable level, I guess.
1: Well, and I'm sure that's why they don't do the surgery anymore, because sweating does have so many health benefits.
0: And one of the reasons is is they stopped, uh, because here in Canada, we have free health care, and it was covered. Yeah, no, and they stopped doing it because they, they didn't really consider it, or they considered it more of a cosmetic surgery.
1: Well, I did want to mention, too, while we're on the the topic of uh, Canadians, eh? Basically, the reason why sweating is good for killing any viruses or bacteria is because bacteria cannot survive in temperatures above 37 degrees celsius and i believe that is uh about 98 99 degrees fahrenheit for all you americans and yeah same thing goes for any bacteria or viruses that are living on the surface of our skin it's sweating is an infection fighter that's
0: a regular body temperature right so when you have a fever it would be above that level, which means that your body is trying to fight off the... Exactly. Ah.
1: Trying to fight off the infection. And yeah, let's not forget that it's really good for our skin too. It helps us to clean out our pores and get rid of zits and blackheads and whatever other crap builds up under our skin. That is also why saunas and steam rooms are really good for us too. Fun fact, we're all born with anywhere between 2 million million and four million sweat glands, but the number of sweat glands you have is is determined by how much you sweat. And get this, women generally have more sweat glands than men. Yeah, but men's sweat glands tend to be more active and produce more sweat.
0: Wow, I would have thought men had more sweat glands.
1: Well, while we're on the topic, see, I was interested to know um, why I'm always extra sweaty right before my period. So in my research, I was checking this out. And actually, it's a very... Very real thing that many women experience an increase in body temperature around their periods, and that's due to a spike in our progesterone levels, which is one of our hormones. Um, So similar to menopausal women who experience hot flashes or night sweats, it's this increase in progesterone and decrease in estrogen, which is what causes these hot flashes and these uh, sweaty episodes. I really would love us to do a whole podcast dedicated to PMS soon and how to deal with our various hormonal shifts and changes, but the natural way, because that's another thing I've been doing a lot of uh, self-experimentation on, and I'm really excited about um, all the things that I've been learning and and, uh, implementing in my own life to really help with my own PMS symptoms. So, stay tuned for that one. I think we have discussed uh sweating enough for one week. <laughs> yeah. I guess because you've had your pits removed and I'm super sweaty, we apparently had a lot to talk about.
0: I'm sweaty in the north and she's sweaty in the south.
1: So, yeah, before we conclude uh, this week's episode and sing yet another awesome song uh, dedicated to sweat, <laughs> I did want to recommend um, for anyone wondering about what are the best natural vegan deodorant options. Uh, I feel like always in the vegan Facebook groups, new vegans are constantly posting, like, what should I use as a deodorant? And again, I don't wear any, but if I am going to wear one, say before my period when I know I'm going to be super sweaty. I personally like the crystal. It's literally like a little salt, mineral salt stone, and there's nothing added to it, no sense. Uh, It's literally just crystallized mineral salt. You basically wet it before you rub it on. But what I like about it is if my pits are already wet, say I just got out of the shower just from being a sweaty bastard, (laughs) I will just rub the little stone on just like that. And then I know a lot of vegans who make their own deodorant. Um, usually they'll they'll do like a natural oil, like almond oil uh, or a coconut oil or something. And then uh, they'll mix it with some baking soda and rub that onto their pits because baking soda... Helps to absorb moisture from the skin. Some people also mix like baking soda with lemon juice if you don't want to put oil on your pits because that seems to not really make sense. There's also some essential oils that you can use too. You could add that to your little baking soda, uh, oil, lemon juice mixture, um, or just rub some essential oils directly onto your pits. So, like tea tree oil would be a good one or sage as well because um, both of these contain an antibacterial agent and that would obviously help prevent bacteria from thriving on your skin. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, it's the bacteria mixing with your sweat that causes you to stink. And then sage apparently reduces sweat gland activity as well so if you're worried about the wetness i would try um using a sage essential oil again either of these you could just rub directly onto your pits or mix it up with a little bit of baking soda or cornstarch if you're trying to get the stank out of your clothes like if say for some reason my anytime fitness uh sweatshirt my long-sleeved one like sometimes I do notice because I'm wearing the same sweater all the time it'll kind of stank I find (laughs) that that if I just soak it in vinegar for 10 minutes before I throw it in the wash that helps a lot We've grossed everybody out enough. If you guys thought I was hot before, uh, I don't
0: know about now. She poops a lot and
1: sweats a lot. I think that pretty much concludes this week's episode. Again, I would like to remind all of you hot and sweaty vegan gym junkies out there to please go check out the Jacked on the Beanstalk line of gym tanks and hoodies at Stank them up. Uh, on the New logo brand spanking new styles, and again, if you happen to purchase one before September 1st of this year, aka 2017, I will send you a free copy of my Jacked on the Beanstalk Plant-Based Fuel for Vegan Athletes e-cookbook, so definitely check them out, and I'd love for you to rep my brand and Jacked Vegans everywhere, I would also like to read our review of the week by Omega Stream, remember we said we're going to do an impression of every review we get, so, uh, would you like to do it, or shall I? Your girls
0: are hilarious, <laughs> a, ver- a very informative and fun podcast that would appeal to anyone, vegan or not. Great job, Shorty Sisters. <laughs>
1: I'm sure Omega Stream sounds exactly like that (laughs) Thank you for your review We would love to have more reviews Five star preferably And if you do give us a review We will of course read it live on the air From my bedroom In an impressionable voice That we think you probably sound nothing like Coming up soon uh, Very soon The end of September Both Sarah and I will be at Calgary VegFest For any of you Alberta who are planning to attend that we would love to meet with you and uh, love to have you at my talk and try to sell you some of the jacked on the beanstalk gear there sarah what song will we be singing to conclude the sweat episode
0: well there's really no question here obviously i had to go with gonna make you sweat by cnc music factory Everybody dance now. Doot 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 do, 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 do. Everybody
1: dance now. Yeah. Doot 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 Yeah Doot 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 Gimme the music Everybody dance now Here is the dome back with the bass The jam's live it effect and I don't waste time
0: off the mic with a dope rhyme. Jump to the rhythm. Jump, jump to the rhythm. Jump.
1: I'm here, here to on beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants. Take a chance. Come on, dance. Guys, grab a gun. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's your world and I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut. So move your butt to the dance floor.
0: So what's up, hands in the air? Come on, see? Yeah, everybody over here. Everybody, everybody over the,
1: there. The crowd, the crowd is, is lobbing up. <laughs> I think this works not- in line. Work, Work me all night. Come on, let it sweat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Come on, let it sweat. <laughs> baby <laughs> <laughs> we also don't have the words on for this one we're totally going off of memory so we apologize that was brutal but, but it was actually
0: impressive for uh, just for memory
1: yeah all right let's sing the the beginning one last time cuz that was oh, the best really? part everybody dance now do 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 do, 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 do. everybody dance now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thanks, everybody. I'm sorry that was painful, but at least hopefully, are. at least you learned something about uh, your sweaty balls. Good times. Love you all. Until next week. Peace. Oh! <laughs>